introduction to school leadership. As a secondary school head teacher for 23 years, my job was all about managing and leading. The functional management skills are important to demonstrate because any leader needs to keep an eye on the bottom line. Being efficient in running the organisation is important because that creates some degree of authority and respect which can be built on through the other softer social skills that a leader requires. In my view, the most important part of leading any organisation is creating ethos and vision, which are clear and everyone in the organisation can feel they have a stake in. The culture of respect for everyone from the youngest student right up to myself is important. As a leader, it isn't only important to say that respect is important, but also to demonstrate that and that it percolates all the way through the organisation. People work better together if they feel part of the school community and that feeling of belonging is so important for any successful school. In a school, the question of ethics doesn't often come into our direct thinking because we should all have the same altruistic aims of educating future generations. However, in my experience, you can't just assume people think about education in that way. After all, it may just be a job. So it is important to develop a sense of purpose that can be shared throughout the school. After 23 years as a head teacher and 37 years in leadership roles, so much of what I did became instinctive. And I have to try to step back from that in order to analyse what I did. I've learned a range of management skills and behaviours over the years that worked for me. I found leading a mix of providing direction for the organisation, being supportive in order to get the best out of people, and having achievable goals that motivate and build on success are so important. Building up a proven track record over a long period of time brings with it the advantage that people have confidence in you, both inside and outside the organisation. Starting a new leadership role can be challenging. This first few months, building support and respect is always likely to be a challenge. If you are new to the organisation, you don't have the relationships and base to build on. For a leader to lead, they need respect, authority, and they have to provide a sense of security and purpose for those they lead. Now that can be a challenge if you are 38 years old as I was, a new head teacher, and nearly all my staff older than me. You must exude confidence and act the part. Now teaching I always felt was very much like an acting job, very like the acting profession. Even as a young teacher, you project a persona you think that will convince the class in front of you. As a head teacher, you act like a head teacher, and if your act isn't convincing, you will fail. Choosing your own team and your own staff makes such a big difference, but that isn't always possible, or it may take many years. So building that team by identifying those that are suitable for particular roles or tasks is important. Managing and leading staff are so important. 
picking the right staff is the most important task to get right. When you are new to a job, it's important to identify staff that share the same sort of values and are keen to work for success. These people will be your early core of supporters and provide the human capital to make changes and build a platform for future development. It's also important to identify people both out with the organisation and within who are influential and can help you as agents of change. I found the most rewarding aspects of leadership are the handful of occasions where I've had the opportunity to make significant and long-term changes to the organisation. Where we've gone into new territory and changed things for the better. In the state sector in Scotland, where I've worked for all of my career, there has only been one opportunity to totally restructure management. The agreement that made this possible was titled Teaching Profession for the 21st Century. It followed the Macron report on the teachers' pay and conditions. I decided to take that opportunity and streamline management at the earliest possible opportunity. I was able to cut out layers of management posts and create an extended management team where nine leaders were appointed to new management posts. And they each had new whole school responsibilities and had to work as part of a senior management team which drove the improvement agenda in the school. It wasn't a change without opposition, both within the school and from other head teachers. Many teachers in school felt that the old promoted structure of having heads of department for each subject should have been sacrosanct, and many head teachers, having been very effective heads of department in their time, couldn't tear themselves away from that model of management. I still feel it was one of the best changes I pushed through as a head teacher. The extended management team worked as a very effective team because they didn't see themselves as competing heads of the park, but as school leaders with wider responsibilities. I believe there's a lot of evidence to support the view that flatter management structures are better at retaining an active involvement of staff particularly unpromoted staff, where more elongated hierarchies tend to distance those at the bottom of the hierarchy from the bosses. This can lead to disengagement from important aspects of the organisations. By 2003, I could see a curriculum change coming. The examination and qualification system was tired and long past its sell-by date. For example, standard grade courses have been in place since the early 1980s, with little change in their structure or content. Guessing that the curriculum was going to change into something more skills and outcome based, with more time for developing cross-curricular skills, I invested heavily in training of staff, particularly in developing cooperative learning. This prepared the way for what I saw as inevitable changes to the curriculum and ensured the staff were ready to take on the challenge of preparing new courses. However, change moves slowly, and in Scottish education, 
the new examinations and assessment for senior courses were not all in place until the summer of 2016. Inertia is a byword in Scottish education, and because there was little or no leadership at national or local authority level in preparing the ground for a new curriculum, it has faced serious challenges. Unfortunately, many secondary schools appeared unready and unwilling to develop these new courses because they hadn't done the preparation required in advance. Intransigence in a teaching profession has been allowed to derail an important curriculum advance, and the Scottish Government appear to have capitulated to trade union demands, which inevitably will water down the curriculum change. And in my view, we have missed an opportunity to advance the nature of teaching in secondary schools and have slipped back into more of what has gone before. My advice for any new teacher who wishes to make a career in education is work hard in any job you are given. Contribute to team working. Be clear about the tasks you are asked to do and be good at completing on time. Where possible, build good relationships with everyone you work with. Treat them as individuals and be supportive and encouraging. Speak up when you have something worth saying. Take on your responsibilities. Take on responsibilities that aren't part of your duties. Volunteer when you can deliver. In my experience, aspiring leaders tend to associate with established leaders and are then seen by others as part of the informal leadership team before they are officially promoted. To some official form of responsibility. People who demonstrate leadership skills by doing the work are recognised for their achievements and initiative. We all learn from each other and I know almost subconsciously I modelled behaviour that I saw in other leaders both in and out of school. This is only an introduction to leadership in schools. The next podcast will be on how to get on that first rung of the leadership ladder.